graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Won't you reconsider, Dr. Venture? Brisby Land was but a prelude. The next step is Brisby Life! And this Brisby Dome is the model. A perfect society in the Brisby mold. Safe, clean, self-sufficient. And for the mere price of a simple clone, you too can be part of it. Get it straight, you cadaver on wheels. I'm not working for you, and I'm not staying in your crappy Brisby dome. Did you forget about no? I built an empire on the back of a cartoon bee, Did you really think I'd allow you? You okay, sir? This is what you call wheelchair accessible! Your podcast will fast, will fast, will It's just a coincidence that you were talking about the Jack and Triumph show, and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey, man, this is Kevin Smith, guy who makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com, and you're listening to the Two Strangers, One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers, One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit twostrangersonepodcast.net. Now, here's Chris Glow and Paul Pasquillo. Well, hello and welcome to Two Strangers, One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. And it's been well over a month since our last episode. Once again, big, long delays. Shit, SoundCloud is charging me for the fucking uh, for the server fees. Might as well use them. And so, how you doing, Paul? Well, I think I'm doing better than you because you're like all over the place. Oh, yeah. Like ever since <laughs> part of the reason and I apologize to our constant listeners. Part of the reason like, wait, wait, it's not my fault this time. Yeah, no, well, it's not you know, <laughs> like the good thing is that now that I have that second job, you know, it's not like I'm fucking rolling in a door or anything like that. But it's nice to have a couple of bucks extra a week to kind of get shit done. Uh, still no car money, but uh, at least Internet money and. But with that, it's like, you know, since I work the first job in the morning and then I have to, like, fucking hurry up and get ready for the next job in the afternoon, it's like I've had no time. So between my second job and then, like, going to Comic-Con, dude, and of course, anyone who knows this show knows that we're pretty much going to spend the next hour just talking about Comic-Con 2018. But, uh, like, I I swear, and even uh, Matt, the cameraman... Uh, said the exact same thing. He was like, uh, for like a week after Comic-Con, like I went to bed early every day. I was so fucking exhausted. Because um, unfortunately, you didn't come this year. Uh, you know, that was, uh, so it was me and Matt. Like last year, it was all three of us, but uh, this year it was me and Matt. Uh, the usual suspects uh, came out. Yeah. Uh, John Galbo came out uh, for a day. Um, I hung out with my boy Louie, a.k.a. Zombie Mario. Uh, it was weird going to like the press room, seeing some of the, seeing some of the same people from last year. So that was kind of like a weird, like, Hey, I remember you from last year. And, uh, but this year and they're like, just take my picture. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> like this year, I don't want to say like, okay. Like most comic cons, let's just say like, you know, if, if I was to give them a rating or whatever, like, you know, in the past comic cons were like 9.7 out of 10, you know, and this year was like a 9.5, where it's like, it was still good and fun, but for some reason this year, things felt a little toned down, I guess would be the best way to put it. It's kind of, 
And it's not like, and trust me, I'm not fucking complaining or saying, oh, they're doing things wrong. It's just for some reason there was just a little less excitement this year. Um, I mean, you know, I got a chance to meet a lot of interesting people, but I don't know, for some reason. And, and, and other people felt it also. Like, I heard people comment on it. Once again, my buddy Louie, he was sort of like, he's like, things kind of feel a little off this year. But, you know, we still had a blast. Um, I guess before we get into all the, the Comic-Con stuff, let's kind of talk about some other stuff that's been in the news. Um, now, because uh, the last episode, and it's so weird, like I've, I've seen that same episode up, you know, the last episode we talked about uh, Captain Marvel and uh, having, uh, you know, Skrulls in this bitch was the name of the episode. <laughs> uh, we had, uh, I mean, just I yesterday. I forgot you named that that way. <laughs> And oh yeah, well that's another funny thing for the listeners. We were going to record yesterday, and we I, like we got on we got online. We actually were speaking to each other, but that's when like everyone was getting bombs sent to them in the mail. That was pretty fucking freaky, you know. Like you know. Yeah, what the fuck was happening yesterday? Jesus Christ! Like, uh, I'm I'm just sitting there going like, why is every single Democrat? And it's not every single Democrat, but it's like, why is every single Democrat getting a goddamn bomb? And why is CNN getting a bomb? Yeah, and it's like, I'm like just days after, like Trump says, I'm a nationalist, and uh, you know, yelling about caravans coming across Mexico, they're you know going to penetrate our borders, and it's like, you know, it, it, he's stirring the shit, and it's not, you know, it's not good and it's not healthy. Um, Canada has legalized marijuana, and uh, you know, I've, I'm. People who listen to the show know, I mean, I, I talk a lot of shit about, you know, people who smoke weed and stuff like that, but I'm not going to lie. I am kind of curious <laughs> since, you know, since we both live about an hour away from Canada or, you know, like 45 minutes to Buffalo and then, you know, then you're just a hop, skip and a jump to Canada. Like, you know, like, oh, you know, Toronto right around the corner, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going online like, uh, you know, what, what does the guy need? You know, what do you need to cross the border into Canada? You know, I, I do. You, do you need a like? Uh, have you been to Canada? Uh, I haven't been in a while, actually. But you've been in the past. Yeah. I just I don't know. Like I don't know if you just need like a driver's license. Is that good enough to get in and get out? It's, um. So like I'm not on a terrorist list or anything like that. <laughs> I I I think if you do the enhanced license through New York State, yeah, you can actually cross the border. And you also need to do it because if you don't, you can't fly in the United States, apparently. Yeah. I, I don't know if that law went into effect yet, but at some point you have to do that. Um, but then there is obviously passport. Yeah. So, I mean, as long as you have one of those two, they, they, they're they fine. But I think if you get the enhanced license, you can you can travel into Canada. Yeah. But it, I'm trying to remember, like, I'm looking it up now as, as, you, as you talk about it. I was like... What is it? The enhanced license in New York. I want to say it's really fucking expensive. You know, I think it's like, is it like two hundred and fifty dollars? Because the usual, I mean, I... the usual license, like I know, like the usual one, it's like ninety dollars, but it's good for like ten years. You know, as so we break it down. All right, let me see. Oh wait, hold on. The additional fee is oh, it's only thirty bucks. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't. know. For some reason, maybe I'm thinking of. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of a passport. I don't know. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, weed is now legal for recreational use in Canada. And, of course, like, dude, in the neighborhood I live in, I can fucking walk probably a block and get weed. <laughs> <laughs> probably. But, I mean, at least, like, 
I'm assuming some, you know, like if you go to a place like in Canada, like it's it's vetted. It's you know, there's there's is, is there some sort of like, well, it's in Canada, so it's not the FDA, but Canada's equivalent to the FDA. <laughs> and like, are, if you if you were like a weed dealer, like, can you apply to like work at a dispensary? Like, I was an independent contractor for five years. Um, uh, <laughs> um, I don't I don't know. That's a good question. I I would say like, it's probably along the lines of what. Uh, they have in California at the moment. Um, but there again, the only difference here is, and I don't know exactly like you were saying, like what, how that all works, but um, pretty much they're allowed to sell whatever and it's legal to sell it. It's just, you know, um, it's, I don't know. I, I mean, the federal government here is still like, it's still legal to the federal government so they can raid your, your store anytime if, even if it's legal in your state but at the same time it's like okay well, then why do we have these in that case yeah and it's like one of my coworkers, you know they're talking about it and, and and you know i work in a i work in a you know manufacturing and you know where i work it's it's not you know you don't need to be a rocket scientist to where work where i work and a lot of my coworkers. Or guys have been in and out of jail, you know, people, you know, people that are like, you know, <laughs> you know, brand new to this country. But like, you know, the, so there are a lot of people who smoke weed. And, I, and I'll be honest with you, there's people who fucking they go on their fucking lunch break. They'll go and smoke weed and come back fucking baked out of their minds. And, uh, you know, like, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's legal in Cali- Canada, you know, New York's got to be not too far behind. And I was like. So and I heard someone say that, and I'm like, one, Canada and New York have nothing to do with each other. I mean, besides, you know, we're right next to each other, yes, but like, you know, what that shows you the fucking stoner logic. Well, like, New York can't be far behind, but it's also like, you know, I'd rather get fucking healthcare. Let me get, let's get universal healthcare for it. Yeah, I mean, worrying about weed. I mean, it, it, it's it's legal for medical use here in New York State, but that's about it. So, and honestly, like, I I honestly think that that's really all that needs to happen at this point. I mean, I get that some of these states that have done it before have made a substantial amount of profit from taxing these dispensaries and everything. But at the same time, you know, and I don't know if the study's real. I've heard that it is, isn't or isn't, but I've heard that any state that has like legal marijuana has, um, the, the amount of accidents have gone up. I'm like, well, that's not surprising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so, I mean, honestly, because I, I'm, I, you know, I'm 34. You're what, 40 still? 41. 41? Oh, oh God, man. you're old. Damn, you're old. <laughs> um, I mean, we've grown up on, like, weed is bad. You're not supposed to do this. You know, <laughs> this is no. a drug. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it, it's like we've had this mentality. It hasn't changed for a long time. Why are we even having this conversation? Let's just, you know, let's just not do it. Keep it the way it is. Have medical use. And I believe, here's the thing, I do believe in medical use of it because I've seen uh, firsthand on some of these, you know, some of these documentaries and everything, like how it actually helps people. Like there's some kids out there that have some serious, um, what is it, um, like, like seizures. seizures, yeah, I've seen yeah, the one. Yeah, seizures. You know what I'm talking about. And like the minute that they take it, they're done. They're they're fine. They're yeah. completely fine. Like there's there's like n- not even a trace of these of these tremors. So it's like, okay, well, obviously there's some kind of medical use to this. Let's 
do this. Let's let's do this. Let's make sure that we have this available to people, mm-hmm. and let's go forward with that. And that's what they've done here in New York State, and I think that's great. I don't know about the other the other half of it. I don't think mm-hmm. that legalizing marijuana is going to really help us. Yeah, I don't think it's, that. It's for you know, kids with seizures, man. They're like, yeah, are you a fucking kid with seizures? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's good for the kids, kids with cancer. Like, you're not a kid with cancer. All right. Uh, so uh, speaking so of. So basically, he's shaggy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of cancer, uh, and and once again, like this is something that you follow, and I really don't, and I haven't followed wrestling in a long time. Well, it's really it was really funny because on Monday I wasn't actually watching it because mm-hmm. I'm one of those I'm one of those wrestling fans that's kind of like, all right, I'm gonna check in, but then you know if it's really sucking, I'm just not gonna watch it anymore. Uh, but then, if like it gets good, then I'll start watching again. Yeah, like it, it's one of those things where, like, I mean, I remember, like, we'd go over to record, and like right before recording, like fucking Raw's on, and you're watching. But I was sort of like, I mean, trust, I haven't watched. I would say right, right around the time, uh, shit, what was his name? The guy with the beard, and he says, "Yes, yes, yes." Um, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he's, da- he's back actually. Yeah, right around the time Daniel Bryan started becoming a thing, that's that's when I fell out. I, I was like, I can't watch this anymore. But uh, but I mean, that being said, like even though I don't follow wrestling, and it's not like I've fallen out of love with it or uh, out of love with it, it's just uh, you know sometimes your tastes just change or whatever. But I mean, even I can't deny that like Roman Reigns. Like even though I didn't follow wrestling, all my friends still follow wrestling, and like I see his name all over the place. I've seen the memes. I've seen, you know, oddly enough, you know, the guy got a lot of hate. Um, isn't he like The Rock's cousin or something like that? Or he's some yeah, he's so, somehow related. But then again, yeah, like half, yeah. <laughs> like half, of, half of the wrestling is like related to The Rock. You know, like um, that's a big wrestling. So, family. Uh, what what is her name? Um there's he's he's related to the rock the usos are related to the rock and no i I think the usos are like his cousins like Mm -hmm. his his cousins um the rock and all of them are kind of related in some way and and also um was it like rikishi was his cousin rikishi yeah and then there's um uh there's one woman i can't think of her name off the top of my head um She's uh she's bigger. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, um, I do it. I haven't watched wrestling in a while, so I don't know. If I'll, think, just... I'll think about it. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll think of it. I'll, I'll look it up here in a minute and say something. But yeah, I mean they're pretty much like everybody's in there. Even the Rock's daughter's apparently going to be trying out. Oh my God! Is, is are we that old? Is his daughter that old that she could be wrestling now? Uh, God, I feel like an old man. His his oldest, yes. Mm-hmm. And then also from and then also I I like I kind of just quickly uh, googled it. I forgot that even like the Wild Samoans, uh, uh, I think with the oh one of the Wild Samoans I think was his grandfather. Rock grandfather was oh buddies oh no no I'm sorry he was buddies with the Wild Samoans, but still I mean you know the the it's like a tight knit community, yet everyone seems to get into fucking wrestling. Um. Anuai and Maivia. Okay, so uh, yeah, so uh, Roman Reigns. Even I can't deny that. Like you know, I understand that Roman Reigns was one of the top guys. And unfortunately, like you know, like most what they do in wrestling all the time. And that was sort of like a reason I fell out. Like when Daniel Bryan, you know, they take the main guys. You know, they'll have like four or five guys that like main event all the time. 
you know, as, as much as I love wrestling, you know, and I was big into wrestling, like around like, you know, the, 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 the buyout of ECW and WCW, like every night it was, you know, the rock and stone cold and undertaker and triple H and like, you know, 50 different combinations of, you know, Triple H is going to fight The Rock, and Triple H is going to find, fight Stone Cold. Now Stone Cold's going to fight The Rock, and Stone Cold's going to fight Triple H. And it's like, and I love, don't get me wrong, like at that time, I loved wrestling. I used to go to WWE New York and Times Square. Uh, you know, me and my friends always, you know, we would go to somebody's house to watch a pay-per-view. But it's like, after a while, you know, WWE, they fucking, they take the, they highlight people, and they, like, you know, they, they, they headlight them every night, and it kind of loses their, they lose their, um, like special specialness, you know, right? So, uh, well, yeah. so I mean, like, for those that don't obviously know, and I, I'm sure you all know, like, you know, um, you know, the the uh, what is it? it it's basically, you know, they 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 really just made Roman Reigns way too quickly, like mm-hmm. a popular guy. It, it's one of the biggest failures I think that the WWE has, and I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Even oh, it's Nia Jax. Nia Jax. Okay. That's who it is. Nia Jax is uh, the Rock's is related to the Rock a little bit too as well. Um, so what was I saying? So basically, they you know people would boo him all the time and whatever, mm-hmm. and you know because people are assholes and they don't want to you know. Well, I mean, but then again, in all fairness, the Rock. You know, you know, he was famously, you know, uh, Rocky sucks, you know, like, you know, when The Rock first came out, he was fucking hated, you know, and yet somehow in like a weird success story, like he ended up being like one of the most popular people to ever come, you know, that that now he his career is making movies where he's not even in wrestling anymore. You know, but, you know I remember like Rocky sucks, Rocky sucks. I mean, I remember those. Uh... Oh, my God, you, you're right over there. I think I'm going to be fine. <laughs> So yeah, it's a turns um, so so I mean he's it, it's kind of funny because and you'll see this during the during the video from Monday night, you know Roman Reigns comes out and he says that he has leukemia again mm-hmm. and that he has to relinquish the title and that he's going to you know obviously go fight this mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny not the part that he's has leukemia but the part of the fans. Where you see, like, all of a sudden the crowd just, like, just, once he said leukemia, just, like, because they're all like, you suck, you suck, uh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, like, I can't make oh fun of a God. guy with leukemia? <laughs> yeah, and then and then there were, like, you heard a couple people, like, scream out, like, you still suck. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Like, you guys got some balls. Like, if I had heard that in the audience, I would have punched that guy. I would have been like, you are fucking an asshole. Like, it's bad enough you do this every time he comes here. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it was just, and then, and then, even funnier is they're fighting on Twitter about who, who, who didn't say like get better, <laughs> get better Roman before like the first, like the first, and not like you suck or anything. Like, oh, you were still saying he sucks when he was talking. Oh. Like, shut the fuck. I'm like. Guys, if you feel that bad about it, then you must have, you know, you must have something. (laughs) Yeah, you're guilty of something, obviously. So, um, so, I mean, he's, 
I think this is actually a good thing in two ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, obviously, because you know he can fight leukemia. Um, apparently, he apparently had this at the age of twenty-two. Uh, he explained that he when he found out he he had a kid on the way, no job and no money. Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, you know, even like I mean, of course, I I wish him well and everything like that, but like. You know, it's not like he's going to fall off the face of the earth, like when it comes to wrestling fans. Like, he can come on. I mean, obviously, it depends on his health. I mean, you know, but he could always right. be a ring announcer. He could be, uh, you know, a manager or whatever, you know, they used to call back in the, the valets. I, think, I honestly think this is a good thing because I see it actually benefiting him with the fans a lot more. I think that he'll gain a lot more of a yeah. of a respect and more of a, like... He'll actually be cheered when he comes back a lot more than he will, uh, you know. Now, yeah, yeah he, can, he can still have a life after without actually getting into the ring. You know, being an announcer, being, uh, you know, I, I know uh, SmackDown used to do a big a lot of the uh, where they became like the GM for the night or shit like that, or, or just long long term GMs. You know, you know, the general manager. You know, comes out. You know, make you know, even maybe have him turn against the guys he used to run with or whatever. I mean, I, I don't know. I know he ran with, like, a couple other dudes or whatever. So, like, you know, turn against his crew. You know, so, you know, of course we wish him well in his health and everything like that. But it's not like it's the end of his career because, you know, shit. They, if they made Eddie Guerrero's widow, <laughs> you know, remember his Eddie Guerrero's uh, wife? Oh, was, Jesus was Christ, widow, yeah. Was, was she, you know, I, I honestly think, I think they probably, I think they had a contract with Eddie Guerrero and they were like, look, you know. We were gonna pay him all this money. Uh, unfortunately, he passed. So uh, let's let's make his wife. <laughs> you know, let's you know, let's put let's put her to work. So you know, sort of like you know, like uh, it's sort of like uh, when you you know, like like if if a widow passes away, yeah, you could give her a lot of money. Sure, you give her a lot of money. No, no, we're gonna give you money, but you're gonna fucking earn this money. <laughs> that's, that's we're gonna make you a person now. I mean, saying you know, you know, like like you're you're still gonna have income. But as unfortunate since your husband can't work, you're going to come out here and you know entertain the crowd. And I know you know her her cat her her role is being like you know like a real loud bitch or whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, like uh, once again, bad news and you know, of course. But a guy like that, guys like that, they take care of himself. They they you know they see the doctor all the time. They're probably you know on top. Yeah, of but it, think you know, about but think about like this though. Think about this though that he's not going to be able to work out, so he's going to completely like physically look different. Mm-hmm. By the time it's all done, and then he's gonna have to build himself back up, like that. That's a, that's a shitty situation. Like you're in the best shape of your life, but then something like that comes along. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> uh, one of the benefits of uh, now that I have uh, internet at the house, and it's funny, I've always been so against all these things. Uh, well, uh, my boss, who uh, my second job, who's actually in a, you know, I won't get into deep, deep details, but it's a guy I went to high school with. So with that, he uh, he's let me he gave me his, you know, his his uh, Netflix password and his Hulu password. So I've just been like, you know, for someone for all these years of being without like Internet and, and Hulu or Netflix or anything like that, I've been overdosing <laughs> the past couple of weeks. You know, I've been watching so many shows, um, you know, on Netflix. I haven't watched Voltron. I know that, as you recommended yesterday, but it's only because I kind of want to save that. Like I want that to be special, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and did the new season come out yet? Is it was there like a, did the new season just start or something like that? 
Um, there's well, so <laughs> or did it come out like a month ago or something like that, or am I am I going crazy? Yeah, it came out a month ago. So basically, what Voltron's been doing, and actually, I think this last season, if I remember correctly, was like twelve episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened was, is they um, they basically uh have been doing like six or seven episode seasons, and I think it's it. I I, <clears throat> I made the point in an article on the website that this is just incredibly stupid. Like they shouldn't even be doing this. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, um, basically, um, I think this last season was almost 12 episodes, which is good because they're actually listening to people. Um, but, but this I was mean, like, their, this is like, like one just, of their best seasons because I mean, look, I haven't watched the show and I don't know, but I mean, like when you take a show, like I'll get in a second about like, you take like a daredevil or punisher or whatever. I'd rather have six good episodes than ten okay episodes. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if they did ten episodes... No, no, there is, there is like... I mean, every episode is pretty much... It's pretty good. I mean, it's not... There, there's not really much for me to complain about. Like, mm-hmm. this series has always maintained a nine out of ten. Okay. Um, they The animation is wonderful. Uh... The storytelling is also wonderful. I, I I am very happy with what I hear mm-hmm. and see. Um, and it's just it's just a great show. I mean, I I think they took a show that clearly needed to be uh, that needed to be done mm-hmm. and done the right way and made it made it awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is the version of Voltron that we always wanted. Um, if you remember. Our Voltron was <laughs> yes, it was an animated series, but then it also took from that other Japanese series, uh, something about lions. I can't think of what it was, but um, it was taking like scenes from that uh, animation, and I'm just like, uh, I'm just sitting there going like, what the fuck is this? Like, it was still a great show. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that's why it's maintained so many fans throughout the years, but. Like, you know, obviously coming up is the last season of Ultron, and um, I'm very, very happy to see that, you know, it's it's going to have an... It's not... I, I kind of actually don't want it to have an ending, honestly. Yeah, but once I mean, you, what, I mean, I'd rather it end well than, well, I mean, than to, I, you know, meander on and like, oh, so, you know, by the time they so got to season five, to... it really sucks. <laughs> So you kind of have to see what I'm talking about, but you have to watch the whole. You have to watch all the way through to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't put out the the final season yet. I think that's at the end of this year. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of like on the edge of saying to myself, like, yeah, this is uh, um, that this is just. I think they should continue it as, as far as they can go, but mm-hmm. I can understand if Netflix doesn't have enough money to, to continue it. Um, but there again, I mean, look at all the Marvel series they're getting rid of. So, I mean, who knows what's going on with Netflix these days? I think they're kind of being on, uh, uh, like outflanked by all these other uh, streaming services. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll which, see. Which kind of brings me to my, my next topic would be Daredevil Season 3. Um, it's out. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, because I've only of all the Netflix uh, Marvel shows, I've only seen Daredevil season one and Punisher, so I have to catch up on Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, 
uh, Luke Cage season two, Iron Fist, Iron Fist season two, The Defenders, you know, all before I even get to um, uh, Daredevil season three. But uh, as reported last week, uh, they got rid of both Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that, you know, Netflix is sort of uh, kind of putting out these fires now only because they know eventually Disney's going to put up their streaming service. And so, you know, then they're going to have a conflict with Disney. So I think, you know, sort of like they're they're seeing their, you know, they they're seeing the problem before it actually hits them. So like, OK, you know, before we end up like, you know, getting, you know, the same way like Fox is trying to squeeze out the fucking Dark Phoenix movie before, you know, Disney buys, you know, all the Marvel, all the, the Fox Marvel shit. You know, uh, Netflix is just saying, you know what? Fuck it. You know, Luke Cage gone. Iron Fist gone. Um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, they should do like a Heroes for Hire. Because, you know, in the comic books, you know, Luke Cage and Iron Fist, you know, have their own, like, comic as Heroes for Hire. As great as that sounds, I don't think Netflix is going to do it. Only because, once again, they're, they're, they know eventually down the road Disney's going to take all these properties back. Whether they're going to – I mean, they'll probably put on a streaming service. Maybe not. Maybe they'll just hold on to it, you know. But once again, you know, once Disney has all the stuff, you know, Netflix isn't going to be able to play it anyway. So they're sort of like, look, let's, you know, let's kind of – pull in some of these strings you know let's keep daredevil because daredevil's our first one and you know did very well you know uh i i you know jessica jones from what i understand uh did okay you know so it's sort of like and, and Luke yeah Cage i'm, I'm also, really surprised uh, i'm really surprised that one hasn't been canceled yet yeah and it's sort of like you know and just and once again you know just because their official shows have been canceled doesn't mean we won't get cameos in in future episodes of jessica jones or or you know or or uh daredevil um okay uh the new joker movie because it's so we haven't recorded in so long that like so much has been revealed since the last episode um they're recording they're filming in new york now as a matter of fact there was a casting call and once again i think this is more for like extras in the background but a buddy of mine went to like one of the casting calls in brooklyn uh you know, and they said they they may and and my buddy actually uh, for long term listeners of the of the show it, it was my buddy uh, Ray Hernandez he did, he did an episode uh, one of the one of the weeks uh, I didn't record with you I was a big Ray and you know big Ray looks like a big like wrestler dude and shit like that so um, and they said they they would like for him to go go back and once again I I I, just, I don't think it's for any kind of speaking part in the movie but uh, you know but I think he said he had to go to work the day they wanted him to go back but. Um, but they're, they're filming it right now. Um, I've heard some rumors online that in this movie, Joaquin Phoenix, and this may be a spoiler and apologize if this it turns out to be true, uh, that, okay, his character is, is, uh, uh, Arthur Fleck, which is funny if you take the first letter of Arthur and Fleck, his name is Affleck. Uh, I don't know if that's a, it's a, if that's a dig at Ben Affleck. Um, Arthur Fleck, and, and once again, here, here comes a spoiler. If, I'm sorry, if, if this is true, I'm sorry. Uh, is going to be the illegitimate son of Thomas Wayne. As if, you know, Bruce Wayne's dad went and fucked some ch- side chick. And that, that he's going to be the... And once again, this is totally uns- unsubstantiated. Uh, he's, you know, and if, you know, whatever his story is when it comes to being the Joker, that he's basically going to be Batman's half-brother. Because you know that they can't, they have the same father. Um, you know, I don't like the look. I don't like this John Wayne Gacy 
uh, look that they have for him with the like the more traditional clown makeup. Um, I mean, of course, you know it's kind of hard after Heath Ledger, obviously, uh, you know, and then you got the other extreme where you have like the Jared Leto Joker. Um, it, it, you know, I don't. I, it feels like this movie shouldn't shouldn't have been made. But you know they're gonna they're gonna record it. You know they had scenes where they were filming at a in a Brooklyn subway station. You see all these people pouring out of the train, and they have some people have Joker masks on. Um, I don't know what that's about. I don't know if it's sort of be it's gonna be like a like a terrorism angle because it looks like people like almost looks like people are running off the train like it was either like smoke or something like that. Um, you know I'm interested, but I'm more interested like the way you look at a car wreck. Like I don't. I don't think I'm going to like this movie already. I could I could already look at it and say I'm not going to like it. But, you know, I am kind of curious well, on what they're going to do. I mean, I I would I wouldn't kind of I wouldn't write this off just yet. I would just you know, I would just give give it a chance because I've I've been I've been feeling like some of these movies where I'm sitting there like fuck this. This isn't going to be good. I'm not going to watch this shit. And then I actually watch it and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is actually good." <laughs> so, well, so, I, I mean, Martin Scorsese He's producing it, right? If I'm not, am I, am I not mistaken? I think so. I mean, it got. It, there's so much confusion, dude. Like, there's this Joker movie, then there's supposed to be another Joker movie with the Joker that's in the current timeline. But here's the problem: now Ben Affleck's not going to do Batman anymore. So, can they even do that? It's like it's just really stupid. Well, I mean, okay, like, because okay, you got Ben Affleck and rehab. You got Henry Cavill's. You know, there's you know there was all those rumors. I think I we might have been talked about this the last episode where you know he may not be Superman anymore. But you know what? Like, I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, of course we're not gonna we're probably we'll never get like another Justice League movie. But I think DC, if DC were smart, they would continue on with the lesser known characters and make them what like you know. And, and it kind of goes into my next topic of James Gunn doing Suicide Squad. Too. Yeah, I find that hilarious. I find and, that really funny. And I think that's a brilliant idea. You know, DC's <clears> smart. They're like, you know, we're not going to fall under the pressure of what Disney fucking, know, you know, of, of tweets that James Gunn made 10 fucking years ago. And, uh, you know, they're going to hire him. You know, what is, D- what is Suicide Squad? A bunch of, uh, you know, loser, you know, loser bad guys that are forced to work together, you know, and then they turn out, you know, they find the good in each other. That's fucking. It's exactly what Suicide Squad is. It's a bunch of well, these are loser bad guys, you know, that are forced to work together even though they don't want to. And you know, he's gonna find the humanity in them. Uh, right when they had the announcement, or not the announcement, but uh, obviously Dave Bautista uh, on Twitter, he was like, you know, where do I sign up? And so I think it would be really interesting if, like, if the if Dave Bautista left Marvel. You know, and then went to DC because I mean, you know, nowadays with with you know with every all the you know the ever since <clears throat> Avengers and all the people that are now gone, I mean, they can kill off anybody. You know, well, you know, I mean, apparently... they got you know they got rid of you know they got rid of uh, what's his face and got uh, uh, Don Cheadle you know to play War Machine. <laughs> you know, like Marvel's not you know they got rid of. Uh, you yeah, know, but that was that was in the beginning phases of Iron Man. That wasn't like uh, right space? in the middle of stuff being filmed. And they had the guy I, that played the Hulk, you know, they just swapped him out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I don't even want to go into that conversation. I could sit here all day and talk about how I was so pissed about Ed Norton being fucking like taken away from that role. I thought he did a good job, but uh, I, I digress. So um, they just did actually end 
filming on the next uh, Avengers. So I'm wondering, well, I'm guessing he was part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering, like, I think that's going to kind of be like the, the thing where we see if they actually come back. Um, yeah. And if you don't see Batista's character come back and some of these other Guardians of the Galaxy come, people coming back, well, then I guess... Mm-hmm. I guess that means they're done. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. I honestly think that they've probably talked talk to Batista and thrown him a bunch of money. And from what I hear, they're going to use James Gunn's script anyways. Yeah, I mean, the good thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Batista said if if they don't use James Gunn's script, I'm I'm quitting. So, but they are using the script, which is smart. You know, keep the tone of of the movie. Uh, keep, you know, keep the tone that's been with the first two movies. Um, but I'm just saying is that like if if, if I'm saying let's just say let's just say all you know they fil- he films part three but then he leaves he leaves Marvel like he goes okay I I, f- I fulfilled my obligation my contract and he goes over to DC uh, a lot of people speculated it and, and I fucking love the idea of Dave Bautista as Bane the more traditional Bane not the not the Tom Hardy you know, mask, you know, with a breathing apparatus, like the Bane that's actually supposed to be a wrestler, you know, with the mask and, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, and, and, you know, the original Bane came from like a, a fictional South America, South American country. Like, you know, Bane is supposed to talk like with a Spanish accent or, or a Hispanic accent, you know? So, you know, if, if you took Dave Bautista, who has the perfect figure to play Bane, you know, let him, you know, learn an accent. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he makes enough money they can hire someone to, you know, have him, you know, do dialect coaching, have him speak with a with an accent, and make him a more traditional Bane, a big fucking dude with, you know, just a luchador mask on, and you know, and of course, yeah, you know, have the the pipes and everything like that pumping the uh, the you know the bright green venom through his veins. But like, if they got Bautista to be Bane, that would be fucking awesome, you know. Or you can make him, you know, someone had uh, suggested maybe Solomon Grundy. You know, once again, another big dude. Um, and, you know, since Drax is, was sort of like a... I mean, Drax is a funny character. You know, you could kind of have him play that same deal. Or, like, where, if he did Solomon Grundy where he's funny without trying to be funny. You know, he's being serious, but, of, of course, everything he's saying is fucking hilarious. You know, uh, it would work. You know, I mean, I, if, if Batista... You know, I got no problem with Batista leaving Marvel and going to DC. Um you know, if, if he was to play Bane or Solomon Grundy or some other big fucking muscle-bound dude. Um, but, I mean, I love the idea of James Gunn doing Suicide Squad, too. I think that's going to – that's fucking perfect. I think that that worked out very well for him, so. Yeah. All right. And then uh, my last notes before before I get into my Comic-Con stuff. Uh, well, and it's sort of related to Comic-Con. I went uh, – you know, I took the bus down to New York City uh, from Rochester and I listened to the podcast Wolverine, The Long Night, and oh my god, it was—I I couldn't stand it. It was so boring. It, it, you know, it's a—it's uh, like in like little forty-minute segments. I want to say it's like ten episodes long, and I listened to like the first six because like that, that was available right before I went to Comic Con, and like, I, like I, I'm not even gonna bother with the last four because it was like, it's this weird, because uh, you know it's these. It's these two detectives that are following this trail of bodies, and you know the way the body's been killed all kind of looks like it's been Wolverine, uh, you know. 
uh, you know, look, you know, like people were killed with like sharp objects, and there were you know slash marks all around the room, so it kind of looks like it could be like Wolverine, you know, going into berserker mode or whatever. Um, but it's mostly just it's the whole thing. It's called Wolverine the Good Night, uh, the long excuse me, Wolverine the Long Night, and in this in the six episodes of forty minutes each, Wolverine is in it for maybe two minutes, and so I'm like fuck this, you know, and I hate when movies do that. You know that that's why I can yeah. never I can never get into like Godzilla movies and shit like that. Like I can give a shit about uh, Japanese military people. You know what I'm saying? Like give me Godzilla. The movie's fucking called Godzilla. I don't give a fuck about Japanese businessmen and 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 and, and military men. You know, and the, and it's supposed to be like this great thing. And the, if the first, I, I'm not even gonna bother with the last four episodes because the first six were absolutely boring. So you know, I think at one point. Uh, it was like you had to subscribe or whatever, but now that it's free available. But I mean, once again, listen at your own risk because I was bored yeah. to fucking tears, you know. And it's like, how could you make Wolverine boring? Yeah, by not having him in the fucking. <laughs> and we're more than halfway through the fucking thing, and he's not. He's in it for two minutes. Um, all right. So anything else you want to get in under wire before I get into my <laughs> no? Let's, let's just spiel. get the break and then let's get back into it. All right, and we'll be back with more dick and fart jokes. This episode of Two Strangers, One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc. 1115 East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford Building, door number 8. Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comicsetc1. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Ah, necrophilia. Ah, ah, ah. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, Prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of it. unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this movie. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept Little history up. doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How did be a you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Click and hit, enhancing the experience for all recreational smokers. Click and Hit is a one-handed portable vaporizer. This smoking pipe has a compact four-stage design, complete with a built-in, windproof, butane-refillable torch lighter. The large burn chamber holds your stash of legal herb or pipe tobacco. Click the button to ignite and inhale as usual. When you are done, put it back in your pocket for later. Smoke anytime with the touch of a button. No more carrying around grinders and tins. You can leave the 
pipe, rolling papers, and even your lighter at home. The Click and Hit cordless vaporizer is no bigger than a normal cigar, making it the world's smallest and most discreet vaporizer. It's perfect for use in small places or shared rooms. It's efficient, getting five to eight drawers from your packed chamber. It's affordable at just $19.95 each. Buy three and the shipping is free. Buy four and you get the fifth one free. Visit www.click-the-letter-n-hit.com. That's clickandhit.com. And now for listeners of Two Strangers, One Podcast, you can use promo code STRANGERS and receive 10% off your purchase at clickandhit.com. That's promo code STRANGERS for 10% off your purchase. Now we're back. All right. So as I promised in the beginning of the episode, uh, let's 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 walk through New York Comic Con, Paul. Uh, once again, well, I was... can't because I wasn't there. But yes, continue. <laughs> well, I mean, I had shared, you know, I, I'd shared my my experience so, online. So let's start with this uh-huh. real quick. Why would why did you think that like it was something seemed off? I don't know. It just seemed like like I mean, don't be wrong. Obviously, there was excitement and everything like that, but it just felt like. Like everything just felt a little like muted. Like it, like everyone was a little more calm and chilled and stuff like that. When before there was a little bit more energy in the air, and and I think maybe because like the past couple years have been so good, a lot of people who were coming were people coming back. Well, I also think I also think kind of that, um, this this con has become. And again, I wasn't there this year, but you know this better than anybody. Going all these years. I think New York Comic Con has kind of stretched themselves out way too much. Oh. Because you know what I'm talking about? Like, so they had all the anime stuff, most of the anime stuff, down uh, by the bay. Yeah. In a place. Uh, I think that was sponsored by Anime Expo, if I remember. Yeah. Um, then they actually obviously have the 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 uh, the main place yeah, at the Javits Jac- Center. The Jacob Javits Center. Right. But they kept having. And and because I guess you you know you saw this because we both got the emails since we were technically under like we got a lot of press emails, and it's like yeah. okay New York Comic Con Jacob Javits Center beautiful, but then they're like oh but we're having this event in Madison Square Garden, yeah and you know and then we're having this event uh you know uh at the uh, you know Hammerstein Ballroom, and we're having this event at this theater and it's like it's all these theaters which I guess yes technically if you hop into Uber. You know, if you if you hop into Uber, that's expensive. Yeah, I was saying, you know, I, you know, it, I mean, of course you could technically walk. Also, I mean, you go walk and, from the Javits Center to the Madison Square Garden. And, and here's my other problem with that too. And this happened again this year with you. And it's, it's kind of a reason I'm glad that we didn't. I didn't go. Is the fucking train wasn't working again? Yeah, the seven train that that like works during the week. You would think during New York Comic Con, like a known event, like you know, it's not like this is some yeah. shit that someone just set up. Like, hey, we're gonna do a thing over here. You like, you know, this is. An annual event that brings. I think they do it on purpose, honestly, dude. Oh, I think they do it on purpose, man. Because there's no reason why that train should be down over the weekend during one of the busiest cons in the United States of the year. Yeah. Like, there, there's no other way. Like, they they probably do it on purpose because they don't want the con in the city. Somebody doesn't want it in the in the government. So, in order to make people, you know, to inconvenience people which it obviously doesn't because everybody gets there somehow <laughs> you know like just to fucking do it you know well, and, like, I, and i think that's stupid yeah i mean for, from being a train station that's literally across the street from the javits center i mean yeah you have to walk out another like two three blocks but i mean you know just it was so stupid of them 
to have the seven train not working on the weekends. You know, two exactly. day, two major days of the con. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's just four days of con p- period, and you got you got literally have, you know, tens of thousands of people influxing into the city. Why would you not have the subway? I mean, you know, you would just exactly. think the revenue alone. Yeah. Um, so uh, and then, uh, but with that, and then you had mentioned the anime expo. You know that was like a mile away. You know when me and uh, me and Matt hopped in the we hopped in an Uber just to you know uh, get there, and uh, it was just there was there was a bus to take you down there. I hope you know. Oh no, yeah, you know there was the. I mean, we took an Uber because we were on a uh, we were Times, on, we had a time, time schedule. Thing. Yeah, right. uh, but uh, we got in now. Uh, now the weird thing, and I don't know what the situation was, but our passes worked just fine, and I don't know if it was because we had press passes. Or I was under the assumption that whoever went to Comic Con could also go to Anime Expo, you know that was part of the the deal. But I don't, you know, I had heard someone had told me goes, oh, that's not going to happen, and I'm like, well, I got in no problem. They scanned my ID and I walked right in, and they scanned my 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 badge. Uh, but uh, I, I I I mean, if if you're a person that's interested in that kind of stuff, you may want to do a little homework and see if if the New York Comic Con pass also works at the anime because it, it it worked perfectly fine for me. But someone had you know, oh, I don't think it's going to work like that. So I but then again, it could have been someone. That well, I think it was because about. of press. It probably was press if mm-hmm. if they were charging something additional. Mm-hmm. But there again, they shouldn't have been doing that if that is the case. Yeah, I mean, honestly, and, and, and let me tell you, I was so. You know, leaving Comic Con, going to the Anime Expo, and I don't want to talk bad about our hosts, but once again, like they're loosely connected. But the anime, I was so disappointed. Like if I was an anime fan, I would be. It's nowhere near what Comic Con is think, and has been. I honestly think, Chris, like this was something that they were trying. Yeah. Um, because it seemed like Anime Expo, which is a huge, which is the huge anime convention. Uh, over on the West Coast, which I hope to go to at some point next year, maybe. Um, they they just you know they just uh, they they wanted to probably try something, and New York Comic Con was like, hey, why don't we try something? And then there you go. Yeah. So and because here's the thing, they're in California. Mm-hmm. You would think that San Diego Comic Con would want to do something with them. They probably approached them and they said, fuck you. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, that's probably what happened. Honestly. Well, I mean, uh, uh, next year it could only get better. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I, I was, think it'll I get was better. not impressed. I, you know. I, I think I think what I was trying to say was is my problem with New York Comic Con, and I, that's part of the reason why you get so tired, is because you're running all over the fucking place mm-hmm. in the city, and it's like, how do you expect people to? And I get it. I understand that you want to. You, you obviously don't have enough space at the Javits Center. But then why have this all over the city? Like you're you're making people not only spend more money, which okay, fine. I guess if you're there for New York Comic Con, you're gonna spend money. But um why would you make them go all over the city to see this stuff? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean everyone I, I everyone, just, everyone wants a piece of the yeah, everyone wants a bite at the apple. You know what I'm saying? Like when it comes yeah. to Comic Con, like, oh we, we could do our own little event here and I'm like but it, it's sort of you know it and it sucks because you know they like it just like I don't want like okay we did that we left we left the the Javits for an interview and stuff like that but it's like I don't want to have to leave the Javits Center no <laughs> no 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 that's the thing like I've always said that like you have a huge press room at the Javits Center mm-hmm. if that's the case then why do you have these other events in other buildings I mean Matt had to go go down to Madison Square Garden for the super thing. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like, I, I just, you know, for me, I, it just kind of annoys me, even though I wasn't there, obviously. Yeah. And, and, um, this, and this year they cut the press area in half. Oh, like, really? They were letting they were letting everybody go up to that. And then they kind of had a little they had a little choke spot in the middle. Uh, if you remember that big area where the press area was, imagine yeah. that cut in half. And so the press area was cut in half, which I'm going I mean, you know, it, it kind of pissed me off. But I mean, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I, I barely spend any time in the press area anyway. But, you know, and then they kind of they had like, you know, they had like a like a wall made out of curtains for the lack of a better term. And then someone standing there and like, you couldn't get past, you know, that uh, the person stood there and said, okay, you know, only press passes. So what was, what was the other part for? They had, they had, they almost had, they had another little presenter area where like a whole bunch of chairs and like, you know, like a long table, like a dais, like where people could sit and So like, there was another area. So people can have like another little press, not press room, uh, you know, like the, 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 the rooms that were downstairs, you know, where, you know, some they sit across a long table and, you know, and then like have seats facing that long table. Yeah. And then, and then like to the side of that, you know, there was the vending, you know, the people selling, you know, hot dogs and, you know, soda and shit like that. And then like, and then there was like actually like two display areas, which were pretty much all weekend were uh, this, you know, she's a very famous cosplayer, Ivy Doom Kitty. And then like the Ghostbusters chapter, the New York chapter of Ghostbusters, whatever, you know, the, the cosplay Ghostbusters thing, you know, but like that's, so they even, they, 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 they spread out so much. They even cut the press room in half, but it's weird because there was more press this year than I've seen. Well, maybe it just seemed that way. Cause it was in a, in a smaller space, but like they even cut the press area in half to use, to let people come that's up. That's so and, stupid. And see, like that's, that doesn't make me want to go back there. Like, it, it doesn't make me want to go back to New York Comic Con if they're going to do like, this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, because. Me, I don't care. But, I mean, there are people who fucking, you know, there's people who live in the fucking press room. And it makes no sense. You're going to go all the way to Comic Con. Well, I kind of, I kind of like the press room just because it was, a, it was, a, 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 it was enough space for us to kind of, like, all the press to be there. And it's, it's usually not just press. It's also, um. There's some other badges that were allowed up there too. Yeah. Um. You know, but yeah, it's just to catch your breath. But we, and sit but down we all got, yeah, being. yeah, and I mean, we all got along, so it wasn't like we were all fighting or something. Mm -hmm. But you know, it, it just it doesn't make any sense to kind of condense that when you have so many press people. That was perfect. It's it's a perfect kind of thing, you know. And I'm, I was very happy with what they've done. I think they they actually took care of their their press people. But from what you're telling me. They're not really doing that, and I'm assuming that that back part where they used to, where they have all the interviews is still there. Oh yeah, yeah, that was yeah that, that yeah. That's so the... that's really compacted then. Holy shit, yeah, that is really compacted then. Yeah. Because you're talking about like half of that. You're talking about like half, and then all of a sudden, you probably got that little small room on the side. It's not even a room. It's just curtains up for where the the internet is, and the, the internet barely works. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then. Uh, you have the bathrooms, and there's not that much space in there. Yeah, I mean that's just yeah, that's uh, yeah, so, I don't like that. No, but I mean, my point was is that they expanded so much they even cut into the press area. Uh, all right, Paul. So it turns out that uh, this this podcast is taking like three days to record. This is the third time getting a uh, together to get it done. Um, uh, but we, get to we talk still about... have disturbances. <laughs> yeah, and we still have disturbances. But uh, we get to talk about New York Comic Con. So um, on Thursday, uh, we had the uh, 
it was the Lego villains. Like I think a while back they had like Lego superheroes. So this was like the Lego villains uh, press room. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple people there. Uh, Matt and I got to interview uh, Phil Ring, who's like the uh, he was like an executive producer, and D. Bradley Baker. He's done a whole bunch of voices on uh, on cartoons. Like all, he's like all over Justice League and stuff like that. So he did like uh, you know Clock King and and Desaad and a couple other characters. So um, and it's funny, like right when we're when I'm doing the intro to the video, which I'm pretty sure will eventually get released. Um, it says. Uh, I said, oh, I'm Chris Columbus with Two Strangers on a podcast. And, and he goes, yeah. And I'm one of the strangers, D. Bradley Baker says. So I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> and, now you're going to use that every single time. Oh, yeah. Was, gee, he's an official stranger. I mean, he declared it himself, but hey, fuck it. I'll take it. Uh, and, yep. he, you know, he's one of those, you know, he's one of those voice actors. He's fucking just been in everything. Um, then we went to a Funimation panel. And I know, like, you know, if anyone who listens to the show in the past, you know, Lauren Moore. Uh, she's on. She has. Uh, the, she's on Twitch. There's a show called Double Talk for Funimation. Uh, I mean, we've. Did have I ever interviewed her? Or she? Oh yeah, we have interviewed her. No, no, no. You didn't. You didn't interview her. But what you? What happened was is that at one Comic Con, I don't remember which year it was, but you were talking to Justin Rojas about how hot you thought she was, <laughs> and then you turn around and she's standing right there. Yeah. <laughs> and I think well, like last year I told us I have the biggest crush on you. Um, so there was a, a Funimation panel. Um, I got a, I, I know I, it's, it's not the complete list. It was all the stuff I can actually get. I like, they're saying all these names of these shows and I'm trying to type as much, as fast as I can on my phone. But of course, you know, anime always has like crazy. Names I mean, and stuff like I mean, that. everybody knows what was announced. So, I mean, you don't really have to go over that, honestly. I mean, everybody that listens to my podcast, obviously, is going to know, okay, well, we already know what's coming, so you know what you yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, the big one, I, you know, Attack on Titan Dragon Season Ball 3, Super, yeah. Dragon Ball Super Broly coming out in January, uh, My Hero Academia. Two Which, heroes. by the way, by the way, awesome of them to, and I don't know if it was them or Toei, but awesome of them to put up, like, a huge banner in the middle of New York Comic Con. Oh, yeah. That's it. That just has, like, Toonami. <laughs> oh, yeah, like... that was, yeah, that was right on the, uh, and it was on the main floor. Uh, and, like, when you were taking, like, one of the escalators down, it was sort of, like, you know, it was right there. So that was, that was pretty cool that they had a Toonami, uh, a Toonami uh, uh, post, is, uh, posters, I want to say po- banner. Uh, yeah, banner is the proper word. So. I mean, it was more a Dragon Ball Super thing, but, yes, it had Toonami on it, and that's what that's what matters. So. Yeah, and pretty big. It was, it was a And big... by the way, by the way, after I posted that shit, everybody everybody's got to complain about shit. It's like, listen, there's a tsunami thing, and then you sit there and go, oh, it spoils the fact that Freeze is going to be in it. Uh, did you not watch the sub that's already done? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like that was spoiled like maybe about a year ago. Thank you very much. So um, you can stop. Yeah, just but... enjoy it for what it is, you know. Um, so once again, there was a Funimation panel. It was Lauren Moore and another woman. I didn't get her name, but she was uh, – you know, these are, you know, like, that's their job to, like, you know, to talk about, you know, press releases and, and stuff like that for uh, uh, Funimation. Was was Justin there, though? No, I I haven't. If he was there, I didn't see him at all. Hmm. Um, I, you know, Weird. and it's funny because of the four days, I swear to God, like, you never, I never got a chance to really walk the floor. But uh, the Funimation panel wasn't, the Funimation booth wasn't where it, it usually is. They kind of move things around. Um 
but you know, usually when we see him, it's you know, it's it's at the booth. But I remember last year, I was like, you know, I'm looking for Justin, and the people were like, huh, what? <laughs> Your boss, <laughs> the guy you were, but it, you you were, you well, were the one you told me that was like it's it's Fye employees. Right. Yeah, yeah. So what they do is they for people that don't know this already. So and this isn't I don't know if this is true anymore because a lot of the FIEs have been going out of business. Mm-hmm. But um for New York Comic Con they would just pull in these new FYE employees and have them work the booth. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just awesome because it's like all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you work, yeah, if you work for FYE, you know, hey, you want to go to Comic Con? Uh, sure. I mean, yeah, you got to work, but I mean, on your breaks or whatever, you can go and enjoy or whatever. And plus, you know, you're watching the fucking just people watching. I'm pretty sure is fun. Um. All right. So then after that, a uh, friend of the show, John Galvo, asked me if I can, um, uh, if I can help him with two panels, and I forgot the name of one of the shows, and I should look it up right now. Uh. Well, one of them was the Impractical Jokers panel. Which, I mean, when I say Practical Joker's press room, excuse me, and uh, the, the the press room, I was a little disappointed only because, and this is the first time I've ever seen uh, this kind of configuration. They had, it was even though it was a press room, it was almost like a press conference. So they had the guys sitting at a table. They were talking about an Impractical Joker's movie that they're putting together. Uh, it's sort of a road movie because if you ever watched Impractical Joker's, most of it obviously takes place in like New York City. Um you know, Q, uh, uh, Brian Quinn, he's on, you know, the, the tell him Steve Dave podcast, you know, from you know Kevin Smith. Um, so that, you know, the, so I was kind of disappointed because I thought we were going to be able to get like video interviews. So, uh, you know, cause I was originally going to be John Galbo's, uh, cameraman and, but you know, they were like, Oh, everyone could set up their cameras here. And so it, like I was, I mean, it was cool to meet the impractical jokers. Cause I got a chance to take a picture with them. Um, it was, uh, Sal Murr and uh, Q, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Sal, uh, Q and Murr were there. And, uh, but, uh, once again, it was a little weird because it wasn't interviews. It was more of like a press conference thing. And once again, they were just talking about, uh, their movie that they're putting out coming out next year, I believe. Um, and the other one uh, that John wanted me to help with, and I'd look it up real quick. I haven't seen the show. It's called John Glasser Loves Gear, and it's mm-hmm. a tr- it's a true TV thing. And I, the same thing with the Impractical Jokers. It was a true TV uh, press rooms. And I, I, I'm not a a fan of John Glasser. He he's from that show Delocated that was on Adult Swim, and a couple other things. He's one of those guys when you see his face, he's like, oh, it's that guy from that movie. He does like a lot of comedy stuff. Uh, it, it comes off as a little bit of a dick, if if you ask me. But, uh, you know, but John Galva wanted to do the interview, so I said, fuck it, you know. And that was, uh, you know, he was all right, you know, whatever. <laughs> when it comes to that, like, you know, I, I, and I told John, I was like, look, you know, let, I'll be your cameraman if you need, you know, if, if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm not doing anything else, I'll come help you out. So, uh, but I mean, I was, it was cool to do the Impractical Jokers um, press room. And then, uh, then we went to the Constantine City of Demons uh, press room. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's out right now. I haven't had a chance to like, uh, you know, uh, you know, order I have it a copy. <clears throat> oh, son, son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, actually, it was re- there's fun- really funny. Real quick, is like they uh, they sent it to me, but then they sent it to me late, and they're like, oh. By the way, you have two days to put this to get this review done. I'm like, uh, no, this is gonna get done when I get it done. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can't send it to me two days before the date. Like, no, that's no, that's not happening. Sorry. Yeah, and but uh, so with that, we got uh, we got an, an 
I'm pretty sure this will eventually be released also. Uh, it was like, and it was in this one it was more roundtable interviews, but but with the writer uh, J.M. Uh, DeMatteis, uh, director Butch Butch Luktik Luchik I don't know L U K I C, <laughs> character designer Phil uh, Barusa, and uh, Damien O'Hare who was the in this movie Damien O'Hare is the voice of Chaz Chandler who's like a friend of Constantine. And they actually got the guy that played Constantine in the TV show. Uh, he's doing the voice of Constantine. But the funny thing is, I think in the past, this guy Damien O'Hare was the voice of Constantine. You know, before they got the guy from the TV show. So, um, so uh, I mean, once again, you know, the DC movies never disappoint. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be good. I just, you know, haven't got a chance to, to see it or download it or anything like that. Um, we went to, well, I went to... A, a stan against evil uh, uh, press room. Uh, this, it's you know, it's on IFC. It has uh, John C. McGinley, who I got a chance to interview. And let me tell you, dude. Uh, well, I'm not interview. That, that's the once again. It, these were more roundtable interviews. Mm-hmm. John C. McGinley, who's who's Doctor Cox on Scrubs, and and you know everyone knows him to play like he always plays like these asshole characters. Um, I mean, he was nice. Don't get me wrong. But I guess his big deal, I, and I didn't, I did not know this. I guess he has a, a child that has like Down syndrome. So his big thing, and when the when the video eventually gets released, uh, it's like he is very against people using like the R word, you know. And the like, what word? The R word, like you can't like not to say retard, and you know. And once again, I'm just saying it. Just oh, because, okay. All I'm right. only saying it because uh, just so people understand what I'm trying to say. You know, I'm not saying it. Uh, he like he kept bringing the conver you know people people asking questions about the show and stuff like that and like he kept bringing the conversation and I guess you know it's a it's a thing it's a it's a platform that he's championing uh you know I, I you know it's obviously a, a cause that's near and dear to his heart so I guess he feels like okay if I'm gonna do press I'm gonna really push this issue see that's why I always when I do an interview with somebody I'm always like if if I'm talking to them to set up the interview or I'm talking to an agent of theirs to set up an interview I'm like listen if there's something you want to talk about you know let me ask my questions let's do this and then we'll talk about what you want to talk about you know so that way they can always get their thing in because I feel like sometimes these these voice actors and even actors in your case like just don't they have this thing that they want to talk about sometimes, and it's just like, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> like, hold on, let me ask my questions, and then, yes, we'll ask you about this, <laughs> you know? So Yeah, I mean, with this this being the roundtable interview, like, I didn't have a chance to do any kind of pre-interview. But, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. He was he was nice and everything like that. It's just like, holy shit, this is, this is a, obviously, <laughs> this man has an agenda. Um, now the funny thing is, I got to the room because we, I was already in, an, in, I was in a different press room. And usually, you know, if you remember last year, you know, you get screened at the front door or whatever. And then, so I realized, oh shit, the Stand Against Evil pa- uh, press room started. So I got there like late. Now, when I say that, I got to the table. Now this doesn't mean anything, but I mean this is a show, Stand Against Evil. It's on IFC. Uh, everyone at the table, and this is, I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way. Everyone that I was at the table with, it was it was a table of like all black people, and me. <laughs> and I say that, and, and and forgive me, I don't mean to cast dispersions of or you know these don't these people don't seem to be fans of Stand Against Evil. And I was like, okay, 
fine, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, it's like, okay, I got here late. You know, there was a there was an entry at this table, you know, a place where I can sit. So then, and then I, I realized what was going on. After uh, the John C. McGinley interview uh, came uh, Janet Varney. And as much as I, you know, whatever, you know, we've done these interviews or anime and stuff like that, I did not know that Janet Varney was a voice on Legend of Korra. <laughs> You know, and it's funny. I do these interviews. I got a chance. You know, I met Janet Varney. Uh, you know, I've met voices from looks at interview. You know, looks at interview from New York Comic Con with Janet Varney and whatever the other guy. And you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I think did, did we interview Janet Varney a while back? I think was. It- uh, I think I want to say because I remember Matt used to go by himself, and then when we started. I think it was Matt. It was. I don't remember if it was. It might. I believe been, I have a, it might have been Powerpuff Girls. I think it I was. Think. No, no, no. It was. It was for Legend of Korra. Oh. Okay. Um, but I don't. Re- I. I, I want to say that that was. Yeah, I want to say that was Matt that did that. I'm. I'm. I'm like ninety percent sure that that was Matt. So, that did that. So. Yeah, and I kind of find thing. that hilarious. I yeah. find that really funny. <laughs> now that being said, so you know this is the stand against evil press room everyone at the table were there to ask her questions about legend of Korra and you know and like doing voices and stuff like that so i thought that, that was kind of funny you know uh you know i'm over here asking her questions about stand against evil and once again i'll i will eventually release the video but uh it, it was funny how like everyone at the table were obviously these were all blurs you know and, <laughs> and they yeah, all, yeah, yeah yeah and they were all asking her questions about stand against evil um, I believe she has a a new show coming out. And once again, like, I don't think they're spoiling or whatever. You know, I, I guess Stand Against Evil must be ending or whatever because she has another show on IFC. And uh, shit, uh, I, I'm going to look it up real quick. Um, uh, IFC show. But so, but it was funny. Like, I'm over here. It's so weird. I get. I, I've met guys in Dragon Ball Z, One Punch Man, Legend of Korra, as we'll find out later on. Uh, you know, Baruto, and, <laughs> and you know, and like I had no idea who she was. Um, okay, she she has another show coming out soon called Fortune Rookie, and where she's like a psychic or whatever. Yeah. So, but I, she was real nice and stuff like that. I got a chance to take a picture with her. Um, then then I got a chance to meet Dana Gould. Now, does that name ring a bell to you at all, Dana Gould? No. He's he's a comedian. And, you know, I mean, I knew him, obviously, from being a comedian, being a, a big comedy fan. Um, he was a writer on The Simpsons for a little while. Um, but in the 90s, he did this video game called Gex, which is about a gecko or whatever. And it was, you know, and, like, with him being the comedy writer or whatever, like, it was a game where it was a standard platformer, but he would always have, like, these real like witty he would say like sarcastic things and you know, it was around a time you know like the, the, towards the end of super nintendo maybe even playstation one and you know so it had like audio clips and stuff like that and he was the voice and so i said i said how many people bring up gex and he goes and he and he, he kind of gets it real serious he's like you're not the first person to ask me about that today <laughs> and i'm like oh shit that's right it's comic-con you know of course nerds are going to ask him about you know the the video game that he made in the fucking early 90s uh, yeah, but he was sort of, you know, but uh, by the time I didn't get a, an actual interview with him, but I got a picture with him because like they were kind of dragging him out the door. Um, so. All right. So then that night uh, we were able to pull some strings and I went to there was a Titmouse uh, party. 
uh, Trump t- party. Titmouse Studios, which uh, from Jacob Javits Center, I mean, trust me, it wasn't close. But I was so cheap, and you know, I didn't, I didn't want to spend money. I walked all the way to the Titmouse Studios, which once again, it wasn't far, but it was not close. Um, and uh, you know, it, you know, it's it, it was like in a office building and stuff like that. And and I guess like you know, the security guard downstairs knew that there was going to be a party. So, uh, you know, like I was expecting like at the front door, like I was going to get challenges, stuff like that. But like I came in around the same time these other people came in. So I don't know if the guy, maybe the guy thought I was with them, but, uh, you know, got a chance to see the studios. Now it was, it was pretty interesting. Cause it's, I mean, it's, I don't want to say it's not the, the size of the whole floor, but it's like, you know, like half of the floor. I mean, it was the whole floor of that particular building. Like, you know, once you got off the elevator, there was no other doors, but to Titmouse. Um, you know, uh, like imagine like two long rows of like uh, office cubicles, for lack of a better term. But everyone has like those Cintiq uh, computer screens. Like it's like the screen where you literally like draw on, like like you know like like instead of having paper and stuff like that, it's like you know you draw on the computer screen, and it's like big, you know, you know. And I can only imagine. I'm like, look, I'm you know, I'm looking up and down these offices, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know, you know, one of these costs like three thousand dollars. You know, so, you know, imagine rows of them, um, you know, got a chance to meet a lot of people. Now, by that time, you know, I'm already exhausted from day one. Uh, I wanted to get I wanted to get fucking drunk. I'm not going to lie. So like the guy there was, you know, and and the fucking thing, the party was free drinks. So I threw the guy like twenty dollars <laughs> in the tip jar and he kept me fucking hammered. I was drinking like wild turkey and coke. And Jesus uh, Christ. And, and, you know, and it's funny because now uh, now that being said. Besides Chris Pranosky, he was the only person there where I can say, okay, that's someone who works with Titmouse, and I know who he is. I mean, it was just a bunch. Now, I'm pretty sure these were all animators and artists and creative people. But like I said, I mean, it, it wasn't like I was rubbing elbows with, like, other, you know, it wasn't like voice actors were there. Or, I mean, if, if they were there, or there were people I didn't recognize. But then again, I didn't recognize Janet Varney. But, um, <laughs> but that being said, like... I'm over here. I'm getting fucking twisted drunk. And the funny thing is, like, there's these two rows of offices, one to the left, one to the right. And then towards the back of the office, they the offices come back together to where was the kitchen area, you know, and they have, like, the big walls. like It's like a chalkboard brick wall. And the guy, you know, that music going, you know, it was a fucking party. And I got smashed and I was, and I, and I totally, and the funny thing is with Chris Pernosky, like standing right there, I'm having this whole conversation with this guy about like Megas XLR, how it's the greatest cartoon ever made <laughs> and all this other stuff. And, uh, and then like, I had like two really drunken conversations with guys of, I had one with these guys about like Star Wars and the extended <laughs> universe. Why am I not surprised? And then the funny thing is, like these and these, and once again, I'm an older guy. I'm 41. You know, I, I, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this. Like when it comes to like the extended universe, the shit that doesn't count anymore. I've literally read 30 to 40 novels from the extended universe. I've read a bunch of them in high school because you know it was sort of like reading on the on the subway. Now these guys were or, or like 10 years younger than me you know didn't read the extended universe so we kind of had a whole conversation about like shit that happened that doesn't fucking even matter the funny thing is i'm telling them all the shit that happens in the books and i'm like and by the way none of this shit matters anymore um but we were talking about you know force awakens and solo and stuff like that then i had another conversation with a guy about like heavy metal and metallica now the funny thing is i this other there's a guy who i met there who has written stuff for the modern uh, Star Wars, 
and I don't have his name right now. I have his business card, and it's still in my like my my brief my suitcase because I, like I haven't un- I haven't even unpacked my suitcase yet. But I think somewhere down the line, I'm going to see if we can get him for an interview and stuff like that because like him and I were having like like a deep conversation, and I felt bad because like I know I was drunk and I was probably being obnoxious or whatever. But like he seemed like cool enough for I think he would come on the podcast. But he's written for yeah. Star Wars and stuff like that, like like stuff that's like legit now canon Star Wars because I think you know anything right. that like Marvel puts out now is like canon so uh that's good like if I, if we can get him for an interview and i don't want to say his name because i don't want to put him out there either but i'm not gonna lie i also forgot but that can uh we may have him uh i would like to see if we can have him as a guest um all right so that was friday then uh let's see then on friday there was the the batman the animated series on blu-ray uh which uh you know the, the we did the there was the panel for that like the legit panel then we did the press room Got a chance to interview, you know, Tara Strong, uh, Kevin Conroy, and uh, Lori Lester, who I did not realize this, you know, I, only after the panel. He he's the voice of Robin, but now he's the voice of Nightwing. Yeah. So, so like like he grew up, you know. The the, <clears throat> the cool thing is they didn't switch out actors. I mean, of course, you know, not the Robin from Teen Titans Go or anything like that. But you no, know, I know. When, yeah. Whenever there's Nightwing now, as in like from that from the. Uh, from that universe, it's the same actor who grew up fucking doing the voice of Robin. Yep. Um, so I got interviews with all three of them. Uh, and of course, you know, last year it was Kevin Conroy and, and Tara Strong again. But uh, so what happened was is Matt, I don't know if Matt was having, I I thought Matt was having issues with the camera. So I'm looking at Matt, but he everything is fine. But for some reason, Matt looked like he was like disturbed or something. So I thought maybe we weren't recording. So uh, Tara Strong goes like she does in her Harley Quinn voice. She's like, "Rolling, you know, what do you think? I got all, I got all goddamn day." <laughs> and like it, it took me by surprise because like she screamed it, and uh, so I, you know, it, it's like I guess she realized it was everything was fine. I thought Matt was having issues. So I was sort of like trying to like stall, and uh, yeah. So that was fun. And then like I, I complimented her. I said, you know, you get better looking every year. And she gave me a big, uh, she gave me a big hug. Um, the Kevin Nacon, right? Which, uh, which well, that is true, actually. Like, I, I really want to know, like, what is she using? Like, where's the fountain of youth that you're using? Because there's no way that somebody your age should look like that. Oh yeah, and then yeah, and, I, and, and, and I don't mean cosplayed. that in a bad way either. Yeah, and she cosplays as like Batgirl, and she's cosplayed as as Harley Quinn. Uh, yeah. Last year she was dressed up as uh, uh, Sashi or whatever uh, Ashi, I mean, from uh, uh, what's his face, uh, uh, Samurai uh, Jack. Um, so the so uh, that was cool, and of course, and then you know at the panel they had uh, they were showing like all the stuff they cleaned up for the the Blu-ray. When I say clean up, you know, like where stuff was at one time standard definition is now being released for Blu-ray, and how like they sharpen the lines, and it looks fucking gorgeous. And of course, you know, and it's sort of weird because it's sort of like I kind of I wanted to get the DC app, you know, the DC Universe app, but then like. Yeah, but it's like, but it's also like, you know, I also want Batman the Animated, like, I kind of wanted it just so I could watch all the episodes of Batman the Animated Series, right, right, but right, now right. that it's on Blu-ray, I'm like, fuck it, I think I'll just get the Blu-ray. Um, so then uh, then later that that night, uh, Matt went to the Madison Square Garden Dragon Ball Super panel, uh, which was weird because I guess they had, and once again, like we were talking about earlier, you know, that they have uh, things outside of of the Javits Center. Yeah. Um, like like Matt got like a late email asking like because originally they said you know it's, 
uh, we, between the communication between the press people and us, where you know we were going to have two reps, me and Matt. And then they said they don't want photographers there, or they don't they don't want photography. So I'm like, oh shit, you know. I was like, okay, then uh, you don't, you know, I, you know. And of course, Matt's more into it. So I'm like, Matt, I guess if anything, you go, uh, you know, since they only need. And then like, and I guess also, which doesn't make any, which doesn't make any sense because he was allowed to take a video. So it's like, okay. Yeah, I think it was just something they said in the email. But then they also said like, if it's possible, instead of sending two reps, if you could send one. So I told Matt, yeah. I said, you know, since this is more your thing, go do it. So Matt got interviews. I, I don't know what interviews he got, but. He went to the Dragon Ball Super thing at Madison. Oh, I have it. it. It'll be up soon. Um, hopefully that one will go across pretty fast and quick and lots of views. We'll see. I don't like YouTube these days because YouTube isn't it, – it, it doesn't do what it should do. And honestly, you know, it just – it's a very annoying at this point. But, yeah, whatever. Yeah, they Continue. keep changing the rules. Uh, then yeah. That, <laughs> then that night we went to the, the Venture Brothers uh, panel – um, because I think like as of like Comic Con, like like uh, it was on Friday, but that Sunday was going to be the series finale. But one thing I did not fucking know was that Doc Hammer, one of the creators of 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 the Venture Brothers, was like paralyzed, and, like from like the waist down. Like he's oh, he, he's like paraplegic. And uh, uh, but the good news being is that uh, the doctors are saying there is a chance that he can recover and heal and we'll be able to walk again. But like, I did not know this, but the funny thing is, I mean, and I guess like two years ago or three years ago, John Galbo and I got interviews with the, with the guys from the venture brothers. Like I, that's when I was his cameraman. Um, you know, they're, they're snarky assholes. Let's, you know, let's, <laughs> you know, let's call a spade yeah. a spade. You know, they, they, they make jokes and they're funny, but you know, they, they can be a little obnoxious and rude. And the funny thing is like doc hammer, like all night, he was just making like, you know, jokes about him being fucking <laughs> crippled, you know, but, and, and he's like, you know, now I can make fun of cripples all I want. And he was like, cause I am one. And, um, so then, uh, when all is said and done, they had a, they remember, do you remember fudgy the world? Was that a thing here in Rochester? Do you remember like Carvel's ice cream? Uh, I don't remember that now. Yeah. There, there was a, there was a place that made cakes and, 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 and stuff like that. And their big thing was like, they they had a, a thing called Fudgy the Whale that was like their their big uh, spokesman or whatever, so they actually brought out Fudgy the Whale like to, to the Venture Brothers thing, and 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 they made a like they made a cake that said Happy Birthday to to Doc Hammer or whatever, um, which is so, cool. uh -huh. so I had an idea. Uh -huh. Um, I was thinking about this like it feel like it feels like Sunday, Saturday and Sunday are gonna be a long are gonna be a long long story and i i have a feeling like we've been <laughs> these three podcasts over the last three days that we've had i feel like somehow one of us is going to get interrupted here okay so why don't we do this this is what i was thinking why don't we do part two next week and we'll record our podcast next week okay sure so uh i feel like we haven't really done that many podcasts for the people out there so we need to kind of do some more I, i'm sure the people listening right now will probably like that so you know why not? All right, so we'll give we'll give the listeners uh, something to look forward to. Now, I just wanted to just finish up the the whole uh, venture. Yeah, go thing. ahead. No, I just I was just thinking I'm just thinking to myself like you know what this would probably be better just to do it this way because mm. I feel like that's going to be a little bit more. So, and I'm going to stab my cat. So, I'll continue. <laughs> gotcha. So, uh, so with the uh, with the venture brother thing, uh, Doc Hammer goes, and also everyone that's here tonight, if you want. 
uh, everyone here is invited to my gallery opening, which, you know, you know, Comic-Con ends like at like eight or nine or whatever, like, you know, my gallery opening, which is at starts at 10 o'clock tonight. It's down on Allen Street in, in Manhattan and, and everyone here is invited. And it's like, you know, all these people started cheering and shit like that. Um, now, that being said, you know, Allen Street, downtown Manhattan, that's like not too far from like my mom's house where I was staying. So, uh, you know, after Comic-Con, hopped into Uber, went down to Allen Street. And it's funny because, you know, I always talk about how like the Lower East Side's getting gentrified and you know, all these white yeah. people are moving in. And here they're opening up a fucking, you know, he's opening up an art gallery <laughs> in my old neighborhood. Um now you know it was and one and then the like and it's funny because like he says everyone here's invited it, like anyone who could walk off the street if they wanted to, um, but that being said uh, he had, he had a an art gallery down on on Allen Street uh, that particular night there was a party so like once again after after the Titmouse party with free booze like I said I tipped the guy. Because I know I was going to keep coming back, and I was in the mood to fucking drink. So I just tipped the guy 20 bucks. And, and trust me, I, I, what, I probably drank $40, $50 worth of <laughs> wild turkey shots that night. Uh, so then the, Jesus Christ. <laughs> then at the, at the Doc Hammer um, art gallery thing. Now, I thought it was going to be, you know, when you think a guy who does a show like the Venture Brothers, I thought it was going to be like goofy or, or like graffiti style art or something like that, like like pop art. And actually, no, it was actually like very serious and adult. Um, all his paintings were realistically painted uh, women in their bras. And 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 before you, and but the, here's it's not like a joke. Like they're looking at the at the they're looking towards you know like if you're the viewer of the painting, they're looking at the like like why are you looking at them in their bra? Like right. they, they all look like pissed off. And it was all, you know, black women, white women, uh, you know, it was like variety of different women. But like all the pictures were all the themes were like women in their bras, but they're looking at you like you're a fucking disgusting piece of shit animal. That's looking at them. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and, and it was it was and I'm like, what? I was like, you know, and I got a chance to interview, you know, not interview him. I spoke to him for a couple minutes or whatever. And um, and I like, you know, I said because I said, what's the deal with all the women looking like pissed off? And he's like. He goes, well, you know, they were in their bras and they don't want to be looked at and stuff like that. So, um, see, I told you, <laughs> yeah, see, we're, we are going to get interviewed. So, uh, you know, so that was the end of the night. You know, I got, I, I, I bought a poster, I bought a print, I got an autograph, you know, uh, I kind of made an off color statement and I thought, you know, I had asked him, you know, about like, you know, if he's going to go to Carmitage and I say Carmitage, that's from Dr. Strange, the movie, Dr. Yeah. Strange. Because that's where Doctor Strange goes to. Now it's it's I, I I've learned this in the past from John Galbo. He's a big Doctor Strange fan. Yeah. So you know Doctor Strange gets healed by going to Carmitage. Yeah. And I had made that joke to a guy that's in a fucking wheelchair. And now, he, now mind you, he spent all night making jokes and and making light of his condition. He wasn't too pleased with that joke. So, um, you know, uh, you know, I I feel kind of like a dick. <laughs> And like right after that, I went and bought a poster. And <laughs> <laughs> here, here, I'm just gonna, yeah, whatever. Here, here's some money. I'm sorry for being a dick. Um, so I think uh, with that, uh, let's wrap it up. That's, That's what, what she, she said. said. Um, uh, please visit Two Strangers One Podcast that night, where you can find all things Sherwood. <laughs> Before we stop getting phone calls. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! It's like they fucking. It's like they know I'm fucking. Uh, 
Oh boy. See? <laughs> Jesus Christ, stop fucking texting me. And is he downstairs? Jesus Christ. That's the whole thing, and I'm not expecting him for like another like half an hour. Okay, uh, give uh, yeah. Alright, sorry. Alright, so please <laughs> <laughs> Podcast edit. Podcast edit. Please... Or podcast blooper. Yeah, podcast blooper. <laughs> Please visit twostreamswellpodcast.net where you can find all things show-related. You can find uh, links to our iTunes page. So if you have an iPhone, an iPad, or iPod, you can uh, you can uh, download episodes from there. Uh, if you don't have an iPhone, an iPad, or iPod, uh, you can download us on the Stitcher app. And once again, we got to get episodes out, Paul, because those motherfuckers are charging me. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, since our last episode, you know, I've, I've so got. That's why we record next week. I've gotten the the yearly charge uh, for for SoundCloud. Uh, that being said, you can download us on the SoundCloud app. I make all the available. I make all the. Uh, I, I make all the episodes available uh, for download. And if you don't have uh, SoundCloud, not that SoundCloud is on all the devices, but if you don't have an iPhone, an iPad, or iPod, you could download us on the Stitcher app. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, the Stitcher app for Android devices. Uh, you could put on the Listen Later option and the Available Offline option, where uh, if you want, you can, uh, you know, without killing your battery or killing your data, you could download all the episodes while you're in um or you're in a Wi-Fi spot and listen to them later. Once again, without killing your battery, I, I'm double checking the email right now as as I speak. Um, you can write to us at two strangers one podcast at gmail dot com. It's been a while. I haven't heard from Oscar. We, I finally get fucking Wi-Fi, and he's he's not writing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but let me see, and, and I'm, I'm checking the fucking email now, and he has not written it. You know that skanky I, little bastard. Yeah, and it's like you know I'm getting all these. I don't know if you bitched a... like about like oh he needs to get Wi-Fi and now you're not even listening. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, and then for some reason like the po- the, the podcast email, I'm getting all these emails about like you know down you know pay you know, basically paid to get listeners and I'm, like, I'm not gonna pissed off them. women in bras, pissed off women in bras. <laughs> <laughs> and, but that'd be you... kind of funny. That'd be kind of funny to get an email like that. But continue. Yeah, if if you want to write us, you can write us at two strings one podcast at gmail dot com. We want your money. We need your money. And pretty sure soon, maybe I might start a Patreon. I don't know. Um, uh, so if I My do, Patreon's over fifty dollars a month. Ooh, nice. So there you go. Got to do that. Got to do that. Uh, yep. but with that, if uh, we want your money, we need your money. But if you can't give us a dime, uh, you can share and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash two strangers, one podcast. Uh, like this episode, uh, like the page, share the page on the episode, share this episode on your page. If you know someone that went to Comic-Con, share it with them. Say, hey, there's this guy's experience. You want to share it with them? And, and of course, feel free to write us if you, you want to tell us about your Comic-Con experience. You know, shit. You know, I had so much fun. You know, this is this is going to be a two-parter episode. Uh, get in contact with us. Uh, I can't think if you, uh, we're on Twitter, but I think at Stranger Podcast. Yeah, Chris has to fix that. Yeah, and I have. <laughs> oh, he's got to give me, or he's got to give me the the username and password again, so I can fix it, and hopefully we can fix this together. Yeah, I, I, and I'm sorry yeah. about that, guys. And uh, once again, you can go on SoundCloud, listen to like the past like two years of episodes. If you want to listen yes. to anything before that, uh, you could go on uh, YouTube and uh, listen and watch. Uh, and not, I say watch. You could listen to fucking every single episode up until we got to SoundCloud is on YouTube. Six years worth of podcasts uh, are available on uh, YouTube, and uh, you can find my Stranger Vlogs. 
Um, I, I, I made some videos from Comic-Con. I will put up my new Stranger Vlogs, like, from actually from the floor of New York Comic-Con. Uh, I'll put up soon. Uh, I'm going to do a video of all the free shit, the swag that I got from Comic-Con. I'll put I'll be putting up a video of that soon. I got all these videos I have to fucking do. I just haven't gotten to them yet. Um, yeah. I can't think of anything else, so I acquiesce the floor to you. All right, so you can find me on Twitter at Paul Piscrillo, unlike our uh, our uh, official Twitter page. Um, <laughs> you can email me, Paul Piscrillo, at ToonamiFaithful.com. Uh, you can also, if you are part of the Toonami Faithful Discord, you can, it's uh, just at me at Paul Piscrillo. Uh, I mean, maybe Chris should start a stranger one, and then I don't know how many people would go in there, but <laughs> we can see. Um, and then, uh, obviously, you can listen to me on the Toonami Faithful podcast, which is now... Don't be jealous, Chris, on Spotify. Uh, I worked very hard for that. Um, <laughs> you, you don't know how, how many times I've bugged them for this. Um, so, yeah, so you can listen to that anywhere pretty much now. So um, if you're a fan of Toonami, unlike Oscar, fuck him, uh, you can uh, listen to that there. And, uh, yeah, that's all where you can find me and uh, if you have questions and whatnot. Oh, Instagram.com slash Paul I post stuff there sometimes. So, Yeah. All right. That's about it. Well, uh, we certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening. I had as much fun as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. Don't be a stranger. Peace. We're out. Bye. You should be fapping. But don't drink any alcohol like Chris. <laughs> it's wild turkey, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, here we go, man. Go ahead. You want to read Double it? jackpot. What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne smells good to me. But- <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee. But it is spelled C-O-L-O-N. And punny. But <laughs> Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with oh, a materialist. I feel you, Eric. Lynette. I, 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 oh, fucking. Are you sure I didn't write this? Uh, I, I smell, sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively, su- sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. Well, I, I gotta meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. All right. Both Lynette and uh, Nadia play the double jackpot, the largest payout in lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning re- as the winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her, fucking. She's impressed. I am. Summer. She got some summer reading. <laughs> Christopher Cologne smells real lovely with an original idea. This is. I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. This is just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like, hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. <laughs> this is way more original than Clerks. This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think of this? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2. Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show. I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Welcome, motherfucker, up! (laughs)
Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be so honest too. with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. <laughs> Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. I want to run it past him, man. I want to, and if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a, a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. That's lulu.com. That's, I understand that. I just want to spell it out. <laughs> Normally one says it, that spells it still. Lulu.com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15 and a PDF file is only 5 bucks. Five dollars yeah. is insanely inexpensive. Fifteen is not even that bad for a hard, for a paperback version. No, this is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on, come! I, like I can it. see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm gonna make that smelly joke. I all. know you're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information. Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker. I and will his totally book, read this. Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. That's, how is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it. And you could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne. Right no, now, sex sells. <laughs> Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out.